0: So, um, it is a little bit difficult to speak after such an introduction, uh, but uh, I want to address in the time I am speaking myself without the questions, I want to address a central problem which we have, educating ourselves and our children towards the Romitzis which we don't have to forget that uh, the, ma- or the major point in educating children is that we educate them in the direction that they should be able to keep theuromites. So this is a very tricky situation, Chinuch in that. Most of the people which speak about Chinuch they speak about Chinuch in Onmides, and that is one thing but for has its own challenges the main challenge the way I see the education towards Tehron is that we are perceiving Tehron as a rigid non-flexible system which is forced upon the person for sure it's not forced It's the most pleasant thing to keep Shabbos, but to keep Shabbos. But it's the most pleasant thing, and it's an unbelievable pleasant thing that you're getting up early in the morning and davening. You just can't imagine this unbelievable pleasant feeling, getting up out of your bed and saying every single day the same words 365 days a year. And that's why you have to get up early out of your bed. Unbelievable, pleasant experience, yeah? No, it's not. So, this is a big problem. But we understand that Torah Mitzvahs has to be, kept, to be kept. But we do understand that this rigidity of Torah which a lot of times we try to force our children, they should do this rigid system is an obstacle in educating them, because education needs free space. When you don't give your child some free space, that's the tricky question, some free space, you will not be able to educate the child. You'll be able that the child should do certain actions the way you want. But you will not be secured or you, even though you won't be knowledgeable about how your child is connecting to those actions. You do not know because when the, the framework is too rigid, the connection of the child is unknowable. You can't know it because there is no free space for a child to move around. And then you see, ah, he is connecting to tefillah in this way. He's connected to Shabbos in that way. There's no free space left. So there's the, the personal aspect of Chinuch, which is so central, which you all say, fi That is the most, I should say, used or abused, I am not sure. But the most used... Uh, possibly speak about Chiruch, and then we think about Kium Mitchris, and then the Dalkoy is gone. Was Dalkoy? Was Dalkoy? Was And he has to do what he's obligated to do. So, what's that? What's, uh, what is this understanding, Dalkoy, in the Kium There's no Derech specifically of. Uh, um, for a person there is a general thing which is called halochah and this general thing has to be kept that's it yeah. so that's the problem I think that's a central problem which is going over all the Torah mitzvahs. I wanted to address that because, because normally in a Chinuch <coughs> speech, when you want a speech or a Chinuch lesson you address things which are much more easy to speak about the, the personal connection, medias the own miles how you make the person express the individuality, or that that's what we ex- expect when we speak about chinuch. But you don't expect to speak about chinuch in connection with kibbutz romitzus. But that's essential that we have once to address this problem. Yeah, I think it's a clear problem. Clear. The problem is most prevalent in this Tfile, which I said before, and that's why I gave this very uh, uh, non-nice picture of how a person feels when he is forced to down. It's a very non-nice picture, I understand that. But it is a central thing that in Tfile, you do not force the child in Tfile. I heard that over and over again at in general, I don't say that. I want to give october Ah, uh, again. You have to put some clock over <laughs> here. That's a very, it's a mean thing. Or you believe really in the speakers that they are nice guys, you know, or the other. But, um, what's you have? took it down to change it and it broke. Oh, it broke. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so, uh, so uh, and in general, I don't do that. I, in general, I heard a lot of things from Havolbe. I have learned with him uh, years and years, but I don't quote him normally because, um, because I can't know what he would say in Pisaic, Topshin, Pei, Beis. But uh, I only know what he said to me privately about 30 years ago, something like this. This I know. But what he would say over here now, I can't know. So how do I quote a person which uh, that could be entirely wrong for the Tzibok? But this one I always quote, because this is um, a very essential frame for education, for Tfile. Yomashkir told me, you should never push on Tfile. Never, ever. Don't push. I did that. I didn't push on Tfile, and I was suffering all the bushes, the blame, when I was a Mashbiach, and my children were playing ball, Shabbos, outside of of shul, and the neighbor's children were standing so nicely, I can't say, it's not a nice thing to say on a shul, like organ pipes, you know, one after the other, you know, the five boys, and they said, heish Shmaraba, in a choir together, it was so nice to see them, so cute and nice, and my children, they did dream about entering the base medrash with the tefillah and it was difficult for me believe me, because all the people said uh, the sons of a shoemaker, they go barefoot, you know so here is the mashgiach which is the mashgiach in the yeshiva, but these children are totally uneducated so that I can't educate I will accept that that that's the reason why so that that's the sign why I can't educate, because my children are playing outside ball instead of coming in davening this I don't accept that's not the reason, there could be other reasons I can't educate, but not because of that because that's the way you approach Tfile so that was, an ex- that's because it's so extreme, I have to say it that the told me that that in Tfile you do not put on pressure. You do not. You don't put your finger into the cedar by your son and here and then here and then here. I never did that. I helped him when he wanted to have help because he didn't know where now the cibor is holding, But I didn't force him and there was a consensus by us at home. You come to shul when you want to daven. You don't come to shul to play around with your peers to come to shul to daven and then later on they came they came to daven and they took to daven afterwards in a very sincere way, we'll speak about that how to do that but you are not forcing, even though it's aloha and even though you should daven for sure, but you don't force that, you don't push put pressure, especially davening and that's, uh, that was the hoi I got from the mashviach Uh, regarding davening so you see that chinuch of the children you need free space you see that coming up it's a free space, it's not that you force them to do the thing and with the time you are davening yourself that this should be successful, that your children should keep that that uh, thing which you force them to do they should keep it afterwards forever doesn't work like this because you have to find a personal connection. So in tefillah, which the whole thing is about the personal connection, that's the whole idea. I can't say, but that that is the whole essence of your davening. Tefillah yoiches mina that you are personally connected to tefillah. So there, this is a very this is a, this is a main point in education. That you do not force the thing down the throat of the children in Tfila. But we have a lot of things regarding Tfilo A lot. Eh? There's a lot of things going on. So we have to make um, make that make it like this. When we are educating our children we do educate them at home. The home. And a home is a place for everyone to be. That's the first thing. And the home is keeping treuromitsimus. That means the home is a place where you are keeping treuromitsimus in a way that you enjoy the thing. It's not easy. It's not easy. I had a time myself in my own life where I tried to I had small children and I was not able to educate them for Shabbos. Not China. not that they were Michal Shabbos, because that's the way you sit. You don't put on the light. You don't do that. But there was no connection to Shabbos. Why? Because I myself didn't have. It was a time I myself, I can't tell you that, that I myself, I, I had a wrong connection to Shabbos. Because when I was a young man and I had young children and um, uh, and my concept of Shabbos was, was not, was not uh, the right concept. Excuse me to tell you that, because now you think I should go off and that could be. But uh, my, co- my concept of Shabbos was family time. And that wasn't interesting for me with small children. Excuse me to tell you that. It was not interesting. It was not. And I couldn't help. I fell asleep. I did everything in the world you could... I was sleeping Friday afternoon. And then, it didn't help, and then I was eating netto. You know, But after the soup, I fell asleep. It was not child. And I fell asleep, really. My children, once a I fell asleep in the middle of the floor, you know. My children remember that. They, had to, they, they, they were trying to lift up the father from the floor, you know. It was terrible. It was terrible. But it was my problem that I in Shabbos had a wrong concept going on. When you want to educate the Torah of mitzvahs, first you have to have a concept of the Mitzvah. Because the concept leaves free space. The Mitzvah is not only the limits of the Mitzvah. That comes in much later. The concept comes in first. What is the concept of Shabbos? What's the concept of when you have a concept within you, at your home, Shabbos, this concept can be, um, can be taken by the children. They feel that that is an important thing, it's a great thing to have Shabbos. I had to work on that. So I believe me, today I don't lie on the floor and sleep on Belay the Shabbos, no, I enjoy Shabbos very much, but it is because I worked on that, that I should have the right concept of Shabbos. What does that mean to me, for me, what is the meaning of Shabbos? And then my children were able to connect to that. And there was a free space, they didn't have to sit next to the table, and they were listening to Kiddush and then go off. Oh, they, were, they, were, they were doing things on Shabbos which would you wouldn't say so Shabbos-dik. That means they were playing ball or things like this. It was all okay. But there was a concept of Shabbos going on. I understood my children that they, were, they wanted to go out and play with other children, whatever they want to play. I, I allowed that. I wasn't standing in front of them or against them. But there was a shooter Shabbos. And the Sude Shabbos was a geschmacky thing. We were singing together. We had a, There was a certain identification from me with a mitzvah. And then I was able to connect them to this identification. And I wasn't eager about the Q aloha That comes much later. The Kiyo comes later. The first is you, you connect to that, that is the Chinuch which you have to first put in place. Yeah? So, and then it goes over by us at home, for example, the connection to Ben-Honor Haveri wasn't chesed. It was not chesed in the normal thing. You have to make chesed or you have to be mevatr. I don't know whether that's also one of the things in if you teach, you have to be mevatr. By me at home, that was not, that wasn't there at all, being mevatal. Right? Eh? I don't exactly know that. That's the background. Now you see how chinuch works. Uh, now that's the background of my daughter, which is uh, she's a super. I have a daughter which is super an Iluyazar, You know, she once told me, "I can't understand why you are um, educating on Vatronas. I can't understand that. That's the wrong thing." To educate on Vatronis. Vatronis means it doesn't matter what you want. How do you, do you educate on that? Why not, I asked her. And now don't be afraid. I, don't, I only want to... That people think afterwards about me. My daughter asked me that uh, you can't do that because... That means the Boreal has no Vatronis altogether. And all of our meetings are built on Vahalitha Bidrochov, and the Beroem is not Mevata ever, so why should you be Mevata? What would you do when a girl in your school would ask you this question? Sir, I think you would quit. That's right? <laughs> you just quit and say, Yo, What shall I do now? Then huh? the whole matron is gegangen. And then she got further on, and that was the Chinuch at home. My daughter told me, no, it's not Vatronis. It is that you, you put the emphasis on what the other one wants. You are not mevater on your Rotzen. That's not the point. You're not giving up. Only you put the other's Rotzen, make it central. And then you do what the other one wants. Not because you are mevater, because the other one is more important. It says by me in Khazal, Himlachto benachas ruach. The other person is like a king. When you, we are no kingdoms now, but we have a kingdom, you are not mevatel to the melech, no Shalom. You are never mevatar to the Melech. Simply his rotsen is guiding you, even though you want something else. His rotsen is guiding you. Nothing to do with the matrones. I do something with the The other person makes much more sense. That's right. Yeah, that makes much more sense. So that, but that was a principle by me at home. That was a at home, because my connection to ben adam is not vatronis. Believe me, it's not vatronis. Not that I'm a vater on what I want. I don't know. I don't. Only I am ready that your Rotson ...should be more important than mine. I'm ready for that. Because that's interesting. Because what you want could be very interesting... ...could be very central... ...could be very important. So I take you, Watson, and I do that. That was the hidden message at home. By us at home, there was no... um, ...interfering with other children that we are... ...we are putting them down. How do you call that? Elbows or things like this. My children uh, grew up without that. You know... There were ten of them, so normally you, you would do this. My children didn't do that. Or, um, or um, ridiculing someone else. You know, children can't do that for a sibling, you know. Uh, like uh, going making after a sibling making a noise or something like this, the way the other one does. I think that was the only thing which I gave Petch. I think the, or that... And I had to give patch only once, I think, but that was out of the window. That was out of any limit, you know, over any limit. So that was that means there was an ikarondir, there. there was an identification point by me on vidodo Haveroi and this has to go over. It's not a question: Did you do it right? Did you do it wrong? No. It was this identification point which goes over, and that leaves free space. You see, it leaves free space. It leaves a thing that a child can do once in a while this, once in a while that. It's not that I force the action down the throat. No. I am forcing or trying to give over what is the point where I feel identified with Treyor Is it with ben Is it with Shabbos? Is it with Tefillah? Is it with, later on, with um, Uh, governing in a million. Where is my identity? Why do I identify with that that I have to govern in a million? Why do I do that? What is going on in my own life? And then the child can identify with the same thing or getting this point over without forcing the dry action down him. Because this forcing the dry action afterwards you don't know where he is connected. So the point of Torah mitzvah is a point of being connected. The home is a home which has enjoys being connected to Torah mitzvah. Not enjoys that we should be according to the rule. We enjoy being connected to toiro mitzvah. And then you have this free space. The point is, the free space is not hefka. That's a big difference between the free the free space. By a person which is Haredi, and the free space by a person which is non-Jewish or whatever. There, the free space has no limits. No, it gets even not healthy. Free space is not limitless. Free space means your individuality is able to express itself in the frame of the board, of the home. Your individuality is able is able to express itself. So, this has a deep root in the whole Teuro Mitzvahs, that your individuality is able to express itself. Why? Because, this you have to know by the educating of children, the Teuro Mitzvahs want the person to keep Teuro Mitzvahs exactly according to where they are. Teuro Mitzvahs is not an objective demand and wherever you are, you try to keep this objective demand. So, automatically, it will be individual. Yeah? You understand what I mean? It means you have to like this unbelievable demand. Today, after Abhaim, or his father was the same thing by the staple. I remember that. But by, by Abhaim, so, this like this unbelievable demand that you have to learn 24-7, you know? But you can't. But you have to learn twenty four seven but you can't. So this unbelievable month hovering about you above you and you are trying to do whatever you can and automatically it will be individual because you will So where is your individuality? In your failure, that's right. You would join the club. You can not be an individual. What does it mean that I'm an individual? I am an individual because I am not able to really fully do what I'm obligated to do. That's my point of individuality. You would join the club? Someone would join such a thing? No. But that, thats what you do, do. That's what you do with your No. You have to learn twenty-four-seven. I know you can't do it, but you have to learn twenty-four-seven. I, mean, I know you can't do it. So try. And you'll fail, and that's your individuality. You would would join? Someone would join such a thing? Do you think that's a pleasant place for a child to say, I want to do that? I want to fail. I want to fail, you know? I am very happy not to be able to do what I'm obligated to. Unbelievable, huh? No, Triomix is not built like this, it's not. You see, in the end of Sefer VaYikro, that in the end of Sefer VaYikro, the, the Torah speaks about the person which is selling his his soda because of shviis, and then he's selling his home, and then he's selling himself to uh, the, for Eved till he sells himself for Eved de That means he's going and and cleaning up the temple of. The goyim, you know, and cleaning all these statures makes them clean. You couldn't imagine a lower status of a Jew. And that's, that's like the lowest, you know, what, 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 that's the end, you know. And then the Torah comes, you should keep Shabbos, and you shouldn't bend to Avodh or. you shouldn't do that. That's already in the Aserah adibris. You shouldn't make Avodh Zorah Aserah and should keep Shabbos so why does the Torah say it again? because the Torah says this person is caught, the Rashi says that this person is caught in a place where he sees all the people around him being Mechal Shabbos and all the people around him are Mechal so the Torah is is telling Psukim specifically to that situation of the person and say in your situation don't um, don't make a with In your situation, you should keep Shabbos. So, the Torah relates to the situation the person is in. And the mitzvahs are wanted from you according to your situation. They are wanted according to your situation. Yeah? So, that is the Rosh nashem in the mitzvahs. So, in the Mitzvah, the Rots HaShem is according to your situation. And that is the Mafteach for our children's education. That we don't have to try to put down the, the, the way of action down the throat of the children. That, that's the way you have to do it. No. It has to be done according to his situation. And according to his situation... It looks like different. It doesn't look like by you. But the identification point is the same. He can identify with the Bedouin of I try to teach at home. With the, the Shmira Shabbos, I try to work out by myself. With the, the connection to Trille, I try to have myself. With that connection point, the children are able to identify. What are the meisim they do? You have to see what are the meisim they, they are doing, you know? How and if. So, this is the background for the Chiruch of Which they are demands there. For example, you know, um, you want your children you want to, to say a brocha. So it could be a brocha is more difficult Than a Bochre Shoino, or the Bochre Shoino is more difficult, depends on who you are. You want them. And then you see your child, um, your child, it's very quick to say Bircha Savozan so quickly, you know? It's it's slightly too quick, it's not Shayas, you know? It's impossible to say Bircha Savozan at that speed. So what what you do then? Yeah. You know? So the last thing you do is you make a, a, a investigation. You know, in German you call that the, the, the most, the most devastating uh, uh, expression. In German you call it Kreuzverhör. You know what that means? You are making. You ask him, So we you do that? And so what do you do there? And why did you do that? That you were really, and you were sure, and the cedar I see it still, for you know, so, or that's the, that he said, I dove from here. Now his son was, um, was uh, interesting a little bit, one of them, and he had a brother, and then he asked, uh, you, you you benched, yeah, where do you bench from? It says, from here. And then the other brother looked at that, that was Kines Letishabot, you know, there's no benching in Kines Letishabot. There's no benching there. So he said, (laughs) it's a Kines, you know, you can't bench from the Kines. So Ravavadhyan said, when the other one said he benched from this book, he benched from that book. Full stop. That's what he did. That is a very intelligent and right approach to chinoch. No, you believe the children. You believe them. Yes, you may put the demand in front of them and say, did you bench? You may do that. But then a child says, yes, you don't go and say, excuse me, could you tell me, where did you find the benching over here? You know, that's the worst you can do. That's the worst. Because you don't let the child have his space in the which. The child knows that you want, to, want him to, to, to bench. He knows that. This, you are not mechadish anything to the child. Not one yota. When you try to make an investigation. There is no chidush. Because the child knows exactly that you want him to bench, That he knew beforehand and after the same thing. You are not mechadish anything. You are only mechadish that you don't believe him that the only way that it should be done is this way you force upon him. And this is anti chinuchi. That doesn't allow Chinuch. Yeah. Because Chinuch needs that free space at the time of connection. And you can't be connected, you can't have a connection to Torah Not Dafke with the way you do it. And that's, you have to work on that that there should be a way of connecting to the Torah mitzvahs, which that goes over. And then, once in a while, the connection to the Torah mitzvahs goes over more than yourself. That happens. By me, that happens. The connection to, to is it to learning. Yeah? My children, the way you think, my children uh, saw me learning, you know, that uh, by night, singing, the nice vegan, I want to reveal to you, even though it's a little bit uncomfortable, and the, my children never saw me learning. Never, ever. Never. They didn't see But they got their hazmoda from me. Yes. But they never saw me learning. Never, ever. But they got their hazmoda. Why? Because they saw that I'm excited about it. I don't know whether you, you were a I think I called you also once. You know, I had some kiddish going on and it's 7 o'clock in the morning, or whatever it is, and you have, want to tell that over to someone, and you don't know who to call, you know? 7 o'clock in the morning is not really the right time to call someone. But in America, when you, you are in, in, in 7 o'clock, it's good when you are in, uh, in, uh, in Los Angeles or San Francisco, where you were, in uh, Palo Alto, so when you are living in Palo Alto, so 7 o'clock in the morning is the perfect time to call my good friend Menachem and tell him some chidush. That's the perfect time. And my children see that the father is absolutely excited that he has a new idea in somewhere. That means Torah is an important thing. But it's not this one is important. No, my connection to Torah was very important. Very. And it went over And now they are masmidim. I have children which are, which are, have a teva of a a tremendous masmid. They are a tremendous masmidim. But they got that hasmodel from me. By me, the connection to Torah didn't work out with that hasmodel. That wasn't the case. And they didn't see me learning by night. No, I didn't see that. But they saw that Torah is important to me, and I want to understand, and I'm excited and investing in that that I am connected to Traira. That went over. Yeah? So it's a free space. It has a free space. Teira umitzvahs at home have a free space because you are connected to that. And then the Halochas at home they group themselves around this connection you have. And then your child can work out his own way of keeping and connecting to the Teureh you want to educate him. So that is the, the thing I wanted to say that in the Chinuch the towards Teureh we are facing a difficulty. But it's not insolvable. But it is a difficulty because you need a certain free space. And this depends on you. When you are fostering your connection to Teureh, then you will feel that there is a place to be lean, not to be strict. Yeah, there is a place for that, because you are connected. But when you are not connected, the only relation or the only um, way Teromitza speaks to you is through exact obedience, then, then there is no free space left. And then Chinuch gets tricky. And we are, we are in a time where the children have a lot of free space outside of the home. A lot, a lot of that. So they need to feel that they are connected at home and have a free space at home that they are able to live through their connection with Tehormitzvahs in a personal way at home. So that's what I want to say as a general thing on Chinuch. Okay? Good. So now I want to go to the, to the question and answers which were asked. That's okay. We are going to the questions. People ask questions. I don't know who asked it. And I don't know what is the what is the over here. But I will read. I don't know whether there are a lot of them. I don't know whether we come through all of them. Or we come through some of them. What is the best way to deal with a child who has excellent meals outside the house but is very difficult at home? always saying mean things to siblings and parents, disrespectful, bothering. Will they grow out of this on their own? You, you can grow, grow out of everything, but I can't guarantee, I can't do, we want to be educated, we want to educate. So first of all, we have to understand that when there is a discrepancy between home and outside, when there is a discrepancy in meters, between home and outside, that means that the home is in some way non-healthy for the child. It's an environment which the bad medes are are soaring, are coming out. And this is your own to think what is that situation at home which makes all these bad medes come out. That could be that the child feels uh, oppressed or feels a uh, sandwich or the child feels too much demanded or if a child feels something at home, when he enters at home, that the bad needles come out. So, what can you do? They, he will grow out of this. Could be. That could be. That could be very much. But the educational part in such situations where there is a discrepancy between outside and home that needs a thinking what can we change in the environment at home that these bad meters shouldn't be soaring, so we come up. Okay? Okay, uh, that's what Abhinachim very much wanted me to answer. What is the Rav's take on the importance given in girls' schools of fostering creativity? Plays, art, etc. As opposed to the yeshiva system where there are always non-existence and the importance, non-importance from a triage Hashkofer. So, the way I try to... You like that question? That's what you... You put it twice, I should answer that, you know? So, so... Um, so, so... Uh, so, having a, a... A way of being creative, that's the uppermost demand of Torah. That means it's very important, from a Torah perspective, should be creative. Only creativity today is... Um, has a very awkward flavor to it. Creativity today means have chaos. You know, I once, I, I go at home, I go to the home for someone and there's some big splash of, of uh, color on the whole wall, you know. And then it I have a very creative child and he one day decided that he should uh, put the, this pot of color on the wall. So that's not a creative child. That is a, okay, it's a wild child. It's not creative. Why should that be creative? That doesn't create anything. It only makes a a erosion, makes an impact. That's not creativity. Today in the world, creativity has very much a flavor of Hefkeiras. So that's not what the Torah wants. The Torah wants this personal thing we spoke beforehand. And in, in the yeshivas, they want to they want the boy to do that in learning. So now, it's a big problem. I admit there's a big problem because to be creative in learning, that needs a lot of koyach ha'iyun or whatever it is. So it is an elite and elite education at ish- in Yeshivas that it's a, you, are, you are narrowing the creativity you want from a boy only in the realm of learning. Once in a while, you do that too much. You don't let him to be creative that he could be a specialist at Aloha because by us, it's only Lombus. There's no Aloha involved, or whatever it is. That could be a critique. But Taira has a lot of space to be creative, but in a learning way. And that's what is wanted. So that's what the system is. The problem in the system for the general education for the boys, is that the only option they have for several years in their life is only one option to go to yeshiva. So that is a problem. That is a problem that not everyone is able to find his creativity in the yeshiva system. And then there is a problem going on. But it is a good, I think, over here in I don't know how to do that. I was with the Mashgiach in, in, uh, in uh, Catskill Mountains, that was, when Oppenheimer was still open, it still opened that thing, you know, I think that already then it has about, had about one and a half stars, I don't know what's going on now, so, so we're in Oppenheimer's in Catskills, and um, he spoke about that, and there were questions and answer from on Ginoch and there were a lot of people from Lakewood there. And they asked about the Chedorim and things, how to do that. And then the Mashkiach lost his patience once. I was the meturgoman. I was the one which had to translate the questions to the Mashkiach because he didn't hear well. So I had to tell them over what people are asking. So he, he blew up to me, he lost his patience, and said, Over here, they want to <coughs> imitate Pnei Brak you know? That's what he said. They want to imitate Pnebrach over here, and they don't use the opportunity. Which they have in Chutzlotes, so in Chutzlotes you have an opportunity that you could educate in a broader way also boys. I don't know whether you use them. I don't, and I think we are over here. Don't know in Pesach, but in Lakewood for sure we are even we are very close to Nebrak. In a certain way, even surpassed Nebrak. You know, there's a dem zach. So that could be. I don't know. But the Mashgiach very much was not happy with that. Because over here in Kutslovitz, you have opportunities, which in Ericsa Slav they are not there, out of certain constraints of the system. Yeah? So, so don't, don't be too narrow over here. Use the opportunity you have in Kutslovitz for your children's education. That was the take of the Mashgiach. Yeah? So, so that has to be, uh, a, has to be a, a very... Um, long discussion what to do, what not to do, but only to give you this point. Okay? How do you feel about children watching videos and movies that are clean? So I don't have to feel about that. You have to do something about that. So you don't have to feel. What is the point? So today, your children, you can have the most closed home, whatever you want. Your children will be exposed to such things. This you can't help. Okay? This you can drive out of your head. That when you have the home, which in the book, Hashem, there's even no, no computer in Abba home, and for sure no internet, for sure you can't have an internet without computers, you know. So there's no computer, and there's no phone, we have only the kosher phone, and you are really people with nothing. But your child will have a friend which will have these things. You can't help it. That means your child will be exposed to such things. You can't help. Today, you can have the most... You know, when the film of Chovetz Chaim came out, suddenly, all of the Jewish Orthodox people saw that film. But you make a mistake. The film was transferred to them via mail with uh, Yonah, you know. <laughs> they got it via, I some, somehow they entered the ma- mailbox or even the window without any computer and without internet, without anything. It simply arrived with a, with a bird. How do you call a Yonah? A, what? Dumb. A dove. Have, have that's the way, no, raise that cop. you know. No, your children will be exposed to that. So I had a problem too. And now to your amazement, I, I, I approached the problem that I, I don't like to look films, because when you know me, I am not really uh, so happy that someone should tell me a, 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 an hour and a half what to look and what to think, you know? I do my, I do my, my own thing, I have no patience for that. No, but I, I, I was sitting with my children and looking at films. That's what I did. Or my wife did that. The same way when you read a book, your child reads a book, it's very essential that the mother should also read the book and afterwards discuss that with the child. That means it's part of your family. It's not an own entirety which is disconnected from the family. That shouldn't be. So when your child is looking at films, you as a mother or father, or whatever it is, you have to do that together with the child. Not every time, not, but it has to be Avira. I could do that too. It's a part of the home. I, I want the home clean of that, so what shall I do? Reality is not like this. Yeah? You have to go together with the reality, but you have to be involved. That means it has to be a part of the family. That's the healthy approach, and then damage is much less but when you leave it alone, and you say, no, 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 by us that's not, do you want to do it? Do it in your room, but not with the family. It is 180 degrees wrong approach. Because then, you are making an enclave, you call that, or exclave, You know, I don't know how to say that in English, that you make a, a part of territory which is not yours, it's a private territory of your child, and then he can do whatever he wants, and then... You are in troubles. It should be a part of the family. Yeah? Okay? So that's the approach was by me. I think that was the right approach. How should you respond to chutzpah from teens? That's a very normal thing. You know? That's a very normal thing. Uh, to, to, uh, I, I think the brisk of the Rav was very much... Uh, uh, they like chutzpah, you know. Because chutzpah is that you are on your own. So you have to understand. You have to know that there has to be a certain limit, you know. You can't have the chutzpah, it depends. But the edge and the of chutzpah is a very healthy thing by the child. Yeah? Because that shows that he wants to be on his own and he wants to be creative. So don't make that... Uh, by me it was, by me personally... Uh, perhaps it is a little bit different than by you, that's why I can't give an age out of my life only but perhaps it's different than you I was very much afraid of my um, when I would forcefully come along um, uh, cross my children I could Lidrosotam, what do you call it? Yeah, like when like you know, a bulldozer, you know, I, I could do that. That was very dangerous. So I, I left a lot of free space at home. And my children, my children, they were, in a certain way, they were very good towards me, even in conceptual things. I, 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 I laughed together with them, you know. When you want to know, that's good for you. My children said one to the other explicitly, our father has a Mishnabroor at home, because one of the children got it for the bar mitzme. Otherwise, he would never bother to know what the aloche is. <laughs> That's what they said. And I was laughing with them. I think I said, sehr gut. paradise you know. Eh? Because they felt that. That the identification point of the father is not, ah, not this. So they thought, I don't care about halokha at all. Ah, I, I do care about halokha. But that was, the, that, that they felt and they uttered that. And I, I was fine with that. I was fine with that. Other things, you know, for sure there were, when I have small children, they were they were pulling from all the sides. So there were once in a while an incident, was an incident that says enough, you know, and that put a certain border. But the chutzpah or the thing, that wasn't the point. I think there is one of the rejoinim which says on, on the broken judo uh, that he is a, 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 a it's like a lion I don't, I, now I don't I, it's what is by night it's three o'clock by night, something like this so, so, so I don't but it's in the he says Udo is like or but the two Ariyehs, one a young and one an old one. So, so, so one of the Rishen says the the the, aries, the young Arye is playing catching the tail of the mother. But that's the way he will grow, and then he will be able to catch the prey. So that's like chutzpah. Was, 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 it's like a chutzpah, you know? You are like a chutzpah. It's the tale of the mother. You should be machabed the mother and not doing that. No. That's the whole point, that you'll grow from that. That you are dealing with your parents in a way, which you'll play around with them and being a little bit chutzpahic to them. That's the way you'll grow and be a bigger lion. Yeah. Okay? Once in a while you have that as parents. I don't know whether you had this incident that you that uh, the malamit of your son is it was in Kitabit or when he was very young, you were called in as parents and the boy was good to the, to the to the teacher. And you went there and you went there in a very, you have to have the right pose, you know, you have to be very crushed and say you're for sure and we will try, that shouldn't happen again, it's terrible. And then you leave the, this nice meeting and you go on the street, and then you look to your spouse, and you say, it's, it's really terrible. But perhaps because he's a chutzpinyak, he in the end won't be a Rebbe in Kitabit. He will have some more creative endeavor to do in his life. And that's what you will say afterwards. That's right. For sure you have to deal with that. He can't be a chutzpinyak. But you know yourself that the fact that he was a chutzpinyak, perhaps that makes him grow in a way which is beyond other people yeah? so that's the point oh here a question which is Hav didn't find that but uh, the, a, it's, it's a question you have a boy which is very good good meters a, a beautiful boy but uh, his intellectual capa- capacity is not his strong point and now he's in yeshiva and yeshiva is is." is fostering only the intellectual capacity. What you do then? You have to, according to my, my opinion, you, for such boys, you have to give him the feeling that's not a question of being second class, it's a question of working with your koichas. And you have to let him work with his koichas, not in the environment of yeshiva. Yeah? Because you can't have a child which feels failure 24-7 a very, very dangerous place for a child to be, failure 24-7. I myself have a son like this, because, uh, which is which is not because of uh, a low intelligence because something in the head works differently which he wasn't able to learn chakra vitalia, was not and already in Gede that was a parent, that was they saw that, and he was never in Gede after 1 o'clock 1 o'clock he came home and until 1 o'clock he didn't really learn in the Fader. he was uh, learning how to make fire extinction and things like this he basically didn't do anything there for 7 years, he didn't do anything in the Cheyder uh, he was a well accepted part of our family My, the other siblings even didn't recognize that he is uh, not there he, was, he, he is intelligent but in another way, I don't know whether you know what that means, today he works in Manoebe Bechemish. You know what Manoebe Bechemish? is? They, they create aeroplanes, you know, part of aeroplanes and he is a genius in his head turning things around and then things around like this and then you turn it the other way around and that's the way you treat that, that part and then it works out. He's a genius. That means within a year and a half he went to places where other people go only after five, 15 years. The guy is a genius. But that doesn't help in him in, in Chakra Vitalia, because you can't twist Abaya and then twist it and then twist the whole thing. Then the sugi is not there, you know? The head didn't work. the Chakra Vitalia, so it's very important that he felt a good party at the home. He is the party, he is the boy, which everyone enjoys his presence. Everyone, when he is a, a part of the... And he is from, and everyone enjoys his presence. But he is not the learner. Because that didn't work. But it was very acceptable and very good that he does other things. Until he found his space in the world activity, took a long, a long time. It needs, needed a, lo- a lot of patience. A lot, a lot of patience. But that is mainly also because of the system of soil which doesn't allow to do something else. So that has to, that had to be forced or that had to be worked out. Where do psych- mm-hmm. where do psychology and musa intersect? For example, if someone has anxiety, should you work on his Bitohun by learning Shara Bitohun or should he see a psychologist? When you have anxiety, the last thing is you should learn Sha Bitoh. Yeah? It's the last thing. Why? Because and that is the point of the 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 sickness of anxiety. Anxiety is very much caused by uh, this this anxiety you speak about that here, is caused by that, that you can't live in a place which is insecure. Anxiety very much is fostered by the situation is not controllable, the situation is not secure. So, what you have to do is you have to learn how to live with that. That the place isn't secure. Yeah, you have to learn how to live with that. And when you, in a, play, in a way of anxiety, learn shara b'tochim, you make yourself believe that the world is a secure place. When you learn shara Bitochen the right way, I now gave Shura on shara Bitochen uh, uh, throughout half a year or a year on shara b'tochim more than a year. I don't remember. But uh, shara Bitochen, when you re- when you read that right. You see, Shara Bitochen is the whole thing is how do you deal with a place of insecurity and not because you are secure. The Shara always never tells you that Bitochen gives you a secure outlet. It's always insecure. But only you have a place or a way how to live your insecurity. But when you have a problem with anxiety and you are going for that to Shara Bitochen, you hope Bitochen will be the wrong way around. And you think Bitochen means that things will be for sure controllable. There's nothing further from Bitochen than this. No, Bitochen doesn't mean that you control the situation. Okay? So, that is for the second half. Psychology and Musa, those are two things. You need a psychologist when you lose your free will. You lose your your, uh, your on yourself. I don't know how to say it. You, used to, you lose that that you, you are entitled to make your own decision. And you are so overwhelmed from your problem that you lose this capability to decide on yourself. Then you need a psychologist because Musa does not uh, treat the situation where you lose your uphira. That's not the point of Musa. The point of Musa is to guide your but when you lose that point and you say I can't I'm overwhelmed I feel stifled I feel incapable to move then Musa doesn't do the job because Musa speaks about the person which is able to make a decision or you try to educate yourself to make the right decision but when you have an inability to make a decision on yourself then Musa doesn't do the job psychology has to kick in Okay. How can you delicately explain to a, child, to a child the reality that their younger siblings may be academically more ahead, have an easier time in school. When kids are very young, the other, other ones more ahead, and then, okay, struggles come later in. So that was also part of this nahok. So this boy, which I told you about, is not uh, academically in that, he's not, but he has a problem in learning. And the, the sibling after him was excellent in learning but only 100 and he was in the same school in the same section. and it was uh, a year or two below him I think a year, I don't remember a year below him so that has to be the terrible situation, no, no the, the young one even didn't, didn't see that that the old one is not so much in, in, in the head why? because this question is fostered by you at home that you have a way of educating that you, you compare the children. You compare them, and it's easier to handle them when you compare them. Who is the first to wash hands? Yeah. Who is the first next to the table? Who will be the first to... So you always are fostering competition at home. And when you have a lot of children, that seems to be like an easier way to handle them but it's a way to destroy certain things in your children. Because life is not about competition. Life is about growing yourself. When you are going off this approach of competition at home, this is much easier to handle. And the child, you don't have to explain so much to him. You only have to explain he's different, but not better or worse. That's not the point. I don't know how you do that, but when my children came home with a a, I may not say to them when I held it, but when they, they came home with, uh, with marks sorry, at, the, at the end of the year, it, it was like, it was the most unimportant thing what is written in there. There was nothing more unimportant. When the children came home with a dafkesha, with the questions from the, from the, from the week, I never, ever opened that dafkesha. I never, ever made a p'china at all. That was existence. Never, ever. We had a discussion at home about the Pasha Shavua. When I was first in America, we had a discussion. Why, when the earth is spinning, you know, the earth is spinning 24 hours around itself. And I have to go to New York. That's right. So why can't I take an airplane, just go up, wait till the earth turning, and then go down to New York. Why do you have to... Ah, that was a whole Friday night, you know. When I came home from New York, I asked them, why, why, why do I have to travel? Why isn't it to go up, wait, and then go down? You know, the Earth is spinning. You know, so wait, and then you go down. You know? That's good. And I is the air, the the, 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 the resistance. And the children had all different kinds of theories. Why I have to? Why I have to take an aeroplane? You know, so, so, so. Uh, so that's what we, we we spoke about this about Chesed about Midras about Parsha Shavua. What do you want? The last thing was about what do you know from the Heder. I make exam, You know, there was no, there were no exams at home. So my children are perhaps, perhaps a little bit less competitive. Um, I don't know whether Rebbe knows me. I, I'm not so competitive either. Now, I'm not a competitive person in that sense. You know, I have to be first place. When I, in Switzerland there are there are nice, um, how do you call that, there are nice mountains. And there's always an end of the mountain. And since I am, I was young, you know, when we climbed up the mountain, you know, we walked up, walked up, and we came to the end, and then you are there, and then there is one other piece, like another 20 meters up to reach the place where it's the end. And my friend asked me, do you come to me to the switch? I said, no. God. I, I don't I don't enjoy that I'm in a place where you can't go further on. It's simply now, and when you make further, then you fall down. It's a gewaltige... No, I'm here. I see exactly the same thing you see from there. And I'm fine. I don't have to reach the Spitz. But there are people which they see a Spitz in front of them. They have to go there. No, I don't. I'm very happy to stay below that, and I'm fine. I have the same sight. You know, don't have to go to the end. There are people which are very much about, about um, achieving but not spending, not so much oh my son recently started smoking it really really upsets me and two if he's learning well and tells us he does it and always the guys just chill out I am concerned that I fight I will turn away from me we have a very trusting relationship that I do not want to tamper with does there any suggestions? I have one son which smokes. I smoke one cigarette in my life. That was when my nephew got engaged. That means I didn't know how to smoke. But in my life, I, want, I smoke one. Yeah, I never smoke. I'm not. I'm not about to, to put a substance into me, which afterwards I'm depending on that substance. That's not my type of working. I very much don't want that. I have one son which smokes. I now bought him cigarettes in the duty-free. And it's, it, I, when I go to the duty-free, I tell the guy, could you give me uh, the word, what he wants? I, it is a toxin for my son, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And I tell them, you know, I want to buy RAL for, for my... I, that's what, the way I relate. It's, it's for me a disaster. It's a full disaster. Because I never thought in my, in my dreams that I should smoke. And I'm very against that you have a substance within you that you can't get rid of that dependence on that, you know, you can't, you can't get rid of that. That's for me a very, 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 very far, far away thing. The son learns very well. Yeah, the son is a very big ilui in learning and he learns but he began with that also via Bocher and the other we left We left him do with that. It won't help. You know, you interfere with him, it won't help. It won't do the job. It will only make what we spoke beforehand, that the thing should be in his own world like a bubble at home and he'll do his thing without being connected to you. So my son does it that he's connected to us. So I, I cry. But what shall I do? That's the way w- where life works. That your children make decisions which are not your own uh, cup of tea. Uh, you don't want that. But that's what it was. So I never, I never went against because that social pressure is too big and, and whatever you want is too big. You know? So now he's already married but I, I, so I buy him I bought, I bought him cigarettes, you know? The Kasheli, Abalaniyo Sede. Okay? What do you tell your kids if you don't want them to go to a certain family home because you feel that the Hashkofe, inappropriate videos, is good for your family? So I, I, I tell my kids, I had this, I was growing up in a Shkhunah where my neighbors were um, not so full. It was in Ramot. They were not so. They, they were, I had a sophic whether I smelled the mangle Friday night or not. That was a sophic by me. Whether <laughs> it is a mangle or it is or it is uh, uh, another smell from flesh which was made beforehand. You know? So it wasn't clear. So I, I had neighbors which were not so full. Cool. And they had children. And my children loved to play uh, soccer. So, you understand yourself that the children who go to Chavez das, they don't play soccer. They are incapable to do that, you know? And you are in a way you don't know what Chavez Das is. Oh, you know? <laughs> so, that is not a good companion. The good companions uh, for playing soccer are those which are from a family which is not so true. Fro- that one thing like goes together, you know? So my children were playing with them they were only outside playing. They were not allowed to go to their home. That was a general rule by us. We didn't, we didn't check after the children, but it was self-understood you don't go to these homes. You do not. But you play outside with the children. I don't say you may not be haverim with them. And my children have haverim, which today they are in very interesting places, but it didn't influence them so much because it was not this all consuming relationship with a, with a boy that you are by him at home and you are in his room and you do whatever you want and then things get out of control. It was on the street, it was outside, I don't know how it is over here, but it was definitely playing together but not going to their homes. That was the point. And that was very clear by us, that was very clear. My children once in a while, they, there was, the, I, the way I remember there was the, they, they, they did that but they understood the message of home and it was not an airtight closure that you may not have a contact with that boy because that is difficult to keep but you are only outside, you want to, don't go to his home the home is not, is not the way we want to be the child can eat that but again, not to make that uh, rigid thing, you know you, you may play with him outside there was a yeah, perhaps I tell you that there was, there, there was a certain openness in that playing with them that there were wrong ways to play one with the other. Yeah, that happened, I can't tell you that. My day they were playing soccer and the children were, 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 and then my son came home and he was crying. And I why do you cry? Yeah, someone did something over here. And then, uh, what do you have to tell me? You know, I didn't want to tell and then he said um, he had a big hole over here by the leg in his trousers and one of the children put his hand in there you know, not, to, not more than that put the hand in there and he came running home and cried that's what he did to you I was running out to the playground I took that boy I put him on the ground and I began he was I said, uh, uh, I speak with you, you're Mamelosh, you know, and I begin to, you know, in front of everyone, I speak with you, Mamelosh, now, and then he said, That's what he said, but I understood, that I will suffocate, and I didn't put him with the hand over here, didn't you don't do that, you know, So I said, Atalonechnak, Atarachme kabel makot mi many, you know. And I put him, I gave him in aviavot. you know, and I went home. That was in front of everyone. That was the message from the father. This is out of the realm. This is out of anything. We are not doing that, you know. I was home, and then the parents came, and they said, Why did you hit my child? We, a long time ago, ceased to do that. You know, that means they did it, only they ceased, you know. We ceased to do that with our children. We don't hate anymore. Why did we hate your son? I told him with a face, and I was ready to do that, that, that. You will call the police. And you will put me in jail. I will go happily to jail. But your son will not touch my child ever. Clear, I'm going to jail. But your son won't do that. Okay? So that was the the message which was from myself, that uh, those are um, ways of behavior which I can't accept, it's over the border. And I had to give that message once in the life. Yeah? You can't give such a message once in the life. A very strong message, but that was very important. That made the connection to those, so, these sort of people um, a thing which has to be more important. The children understood that. Yeah? Clear? The last question: How can you help massive age boys with ADHD sitting in school for most of the day? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so, um, so you can't help, yeah. But I only want to tell you, um, Rabbi Soloveitchik, Rabbi Soloveitchi said that when he was in in Brisk in Cheder. There was no such thing to have a, a class, an hour or 45 minutes, and you had to sit through the class. There was nothing like this. The one which was about Kishon, after 20 minutes, he understood the thing. He was going out of the classroom, playing on the ground. And the one which needed a little bit more time, he needed more time. And the one which needed 40 minutes, he needed 40 minutes. But there was not, no demand sitting. Today, we are, have this terrible way of teaching, which is, you have to sit. And I do not really understand that. I don't want to undermine the Chadorim. I don't really understand that that you are preparing your children that they should learn in yeshivik Dele. But in yeshivik G'dayle, you have a stand no? And you're standing up and sitting down, no? That you do in Yeshiva G'dayle. That's right. So when you do Yeshiva that means you are you are not sitting next to a table for an hour. You're standing up, going, going around, speaking with a neighbor. That's what you do. But for a miraculously way, you think you have to educate your children that they're able to sit hours and hours still in order to be successful in yeshiva when they don't have to sit still. There's something spooky over here. Eh? And when you know what ADHD means when you know how to treat ADHD, the attention will be bigger when they are able to move around. The attention is way bigger. Only you say, I can't handle the classroom. That's what you say. So, the classroom makes it impossible that you should educate the children. But, the moisset is not about classrooms. The Moisid is about educating the children. But the technicality of the classroom makes it impossible to educate something spooky. Something doesn't add up, you know. You have a a moise to educate people, but the technicality of the moesed makes it impossible to educate the people. So, why is the technicality of the moesed has to change? Because the moesed is about chinuch, no? And you are able to be Mokhammed people. Only the the technical setup doesn't allow you. So that's something spooky which has to be thought about what we can do. Today, ADHD is a, is a growing, it's an unbelievable growing uh, condition. Yeah? It's like an epidemic going around in the world. So we can't for the whole life close our eyes and say, but we have to educate the children like... Um, nailed to the chair and that's it, and that's the way of education it, it, there are too many boys, and too many, I don't know, girls also have that, they also have ADHD, yes oh, very interesting so, so, so there are too many girls and boys and girls, which they have they are suffering from that, that they can't sit still, that we are able to go along a long time like this, that we are forcing the children to sit, we have to find a solution and it's I can, uh, can give you literature, it's, uh, it, uh, they made experiments that the attention and the creativity of the thinking of the child is bigger when he is able to move around. Even though you think, it's, more, it's, it's less, but it's bigger. You have to know how to handle such a classroom. Okay, that's a problem. You have to learn something. But I am I'm very much concerned that we are pushing out too many of our children of learning and of the system of school out of a technicality, of a technical reason, which we don't, didn't think in a creative way how we could handle the situation, and the situation is growing. Okay? That is my take on that, and that was the last question. So I hope that was uh, interesting for you, I hope that was uh, inf- informative for you, um, that's what I wanted, that was here I come to the end. Okay, So you don't